And now it's time for Guaranteeing Your Retirement with your host, David Graham from Graham Capital, an estate planning and investment management firm right here in Florida. Here's your host, David Graham. This is Dave Graham, the retirement guy, and you're listening to Guaranteeing Your Retirement on this rather hot, swelty day here in the Tampa Bay area. Shows brought to you by Graham Capital Advisors. We are the people that you come to when you're getting ready for retirement and you want to do it properly. You want to do it correctly. You want to take the stress out of it. You simply don't want to have to worry about it. You always hear me say this, people spend more time planning a summer vacation they, than they do their retirement the last 20, 30 years of their life. Let us show you how easy it is. Come and see us. We have offices in Sarasota on Ringling Boulevard, on Kennedy Boulevard in Tampa, Florida, and on K Street in Washington, D.C. Let us show you how easy it is. Let us help you take the stress out of it. It's a three-legged stool. It's legal, it's planning, it's investing, and it has to be done correctly. Legal, that's the foundation of everything. Legal documents, it's the foundation of everything. Why? What is the leading cause of bankruptcy? It's not dying. <laughs> dying is easy. What it is is getting sick. If you get sick, that's how you're going to lose everything, and you need good, proper legal documents done by an estate planning attorney that also understands elder care law. So you have an opportunity of repositioning your assets so you're not vulnerable to losing everything you have. That's why it's important to have legal. Then a plan. If you don't have a plan, you, know, you need a roadmap to follow. If you get off the road, you need to know, get back on the road somehow. you got to have a plan. Have it in writing. And then last but not least, you invest for retirement. What is that? First rule of investing, don't lose money. Second rule of investing, don't forget the first rule. What you got is what you got. You can't lose it. Because if you lose it, you got to remake it. And if you have to remake it, guess what? That takes time. And what are you running out of as you get older? Time. Graham Capital Advisors, we can take the stress out of it for you. Schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. That's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. And with me today, I have the infamous James Berlander working the boards for us. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning. Okay, James, well, I don't know if you saw this one. There's so much going on now. You know, here it is summertime. It's hot as Hades out there. And we try to, you know, we always start to show us some, some little levity where people could actually smile a little bit. A man out in Oregon. He was recently, he recently led police on a slow chase before they arrested him. And he had three outstanding arrest warrants and was wanted for stealing a car when the deputy spotted him operating a construction excavator. So he ignored their commands to end, exit the, the machinery and, uh, you know, he, he didn't surrender. So he drove the machine away. Unfortunately for him, that's not a kind of piece of machinery that goes very fast. So the deputies pursued him on foot for about a mile and a half until he eventually gave up. They didn't chase him in the cars. They chased him on foot. Oh, wow. God help us. What is this world coming to? Okay. Quote of the week. Money doesn't solve all problems, but it 
could certainly solve my money problems. Oh, boy. Crime of the week, federal crime. We always have to start off the show with one of these. It's a federal crime to shoot a barn owl in Hawaii unless you're using non-toxic bullets. Okay. I guess the owls in Hawaii, you're going to have a have a chance to survive. You know, there are some constants, retirement constants, that people often think about and worry about in retirement planning. And I'd like to just illustrate a few for you so you can understand where we're at and why we're at where we're at. Let's just take start with inflation. You know, inflation was up substantially high. It took took uh, almost a year and a half, two years, but Jerome Powell finally is getting the inflation rate stabilized now. Uh, but look about inflation. If we can expect an average inflation rate of, let's say, 3% over the years, how do you factor that into your planning? Well, you better make sure your investments are going to take care of that 3% for you. Because what you got is what you got. And you always hear me say, it's not what you have, it's not what you earn, it's what you get to keep. What about rising taxes? You know, we're currently living in a period of historically low tax rates, as low as they are now. But you know what that means. Eventually, they have to continue going up. They've gone up enough now. Hopefully, they'll start going down. But you've got to take rising taxes into consideration. What about market volatility? You know, if you're going to be invested in the markets, anything could happen at any time over the years. And if, But if you're invested conservatively, well, then you don't have to worry about it. Unfortunately, people really don't understand their sense of risk. How much money do you really want to take? And some advisor who's investing, not his money, investing your money, he'll say, oh, put it in this, put it in that, put it in that, and diversify it. Well, guess what? You, you might be too old to be diversifying anything. Okay, get good guidance. Go to a fiduciary. Go to someone that is just as concerned about your retirement as you are. What about health care? You know, you heard me start the show initially saying, if you don't have legal documents, you're going to lose it all anyway. But you need to protect the fact that if you get sick, God forbid something happens to you where, you know, you can lose everything. Well, you need to protect yourself with that. You know, everybody needs to at least have a plan for how health care expenses are going to be covered in the later years of retirement. If you don't do that, you're shooting a big hole in your life savings. I guess one more thing, what about fees and commissions? You know, there are costs associated with anything that you do in the financial world. So how do you minimize these costs right? or, or, or maximize what you're actually getting in exchange for what you're paying? Go to somebody that will explain the cost to you. You know, it's some, some costs are insidious like a cancer. You don't want to get stuck into anything like that. And at Graham Captain Advisors, we're very proud of the fact that we're just as concerned about your retirement as our own, and we're going to be able to, to help you with that. There's so much out there, so much out there. You know, when you look at the variables, you know, if the variables were the same for everybody, retirement planning would be much, much simpler. But, but the fact is that everyone is different. And that, so let's have some fun with that. Let me ask you some questions. You know, how much income do you think you're going to need? You do a lot of traveling, travel plans. What about your hobbies? Is the house paid off? That's a big one. That all is geared back to the income you have and whether or not you're going to be able to live comfortably. How much you're going to pay in taxes? You have it, but how much you get to keep? What's your total income? What about deductions? 
types of accounts that are producing the income. It's all part of the program. I mean, how long do you expect to live? Look at your family history, your current health, you know, expected retirement lifestyles. You know, are you active? Are you sedentary? I mean, do you go out and do a lot of things? You're hanging around the house and look at the computer all day. And if you're still young enough, when should I start Social Security? It's probably the most one of the most important decisions you can make when it comes to retirement planning. But you have to incorporate that in your projected life expectancy. You are actually going to be getting back a return on your investment for all the money that you put in. You know, if you have a family history that has a short life expectancy and you want to work till you're 70, well, is that the right thing to do? If no one in your family lives to be over 75? You know, you have to take a look at that into consideration. What's your actual retirement age? Do you have any other available income streams coming in? Do you have inherited money coming in? How are you going to live? You know, how much money should be at risk when you retire? That's called risk tolerance. Okay? And then you always have to have a timeline of when you're going to start taking that money out. And hopefully you don't risk too much, so you still got something left to take out. But you have to have a plan with all of this. And at Graham Capital Advisors, we can show you how easy it really is. Go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. You know, everyone's flying now. You hear on the news about cancellations and flights. The biggest flight uh, uh, day was about a week ago on, on Friday. When, you know, when everyone's flying because of the 4th of July holiday. So let's use that as an analogy. You need a flight plan. Suppose you're, let's say, suppose you're flying from Los Angeles to London, and depending on the weather, you might fly across the United States or over the Atlantic Ocean, and if, and if the conditions are different, you might fly north over the North Pole, then south to London. But here's the thing. That's not a decision that's being made after takeoff. Weather patterns are studied and flight plans are laid out well in advance of the actual flight. And it's no different with your retirement. You, you shouldn't retire and then say, well, I guess I got to figure out where I'm going to be going with my free time and determine how much I'm going to be income I'm going to be have coming in from my investments. You know, that needs to be determined much earlier. But so many people head into retirement without a flight plan and they don't know what they're going to do with their money or when they're going to get where they're going with what they do have. Another analogy with flying. What about turbulence? Turbulence affects different people in different ways. Some people aren't bothered by, by the turbulence that might even, they might even sleep right through it. Other people don't like it at all and they start getting queasy. You really know when turbulence is coming ahead of, of time. You normally don't find out until you're right in the middle of it. You know, some things like market, the market's going up and down like a yo-yo. You don't know when it's going to happen. And if you're paying attention all the time, you know it's happening. And just like turbulence, some people aren't bothered at all by the markets doing that, while others, you know, go into a freak-out mode. So it's important to know that you feel, which how you feel about how the markets are, so you can prepare to deal with it and not make rash decisions when you're in the middle of it. So again, get good guidance, get good advice. At our company, Graham Capital Advisors, we can show you how easy it is. Go to our website, schedule an appointment. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. That's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. 
We got, let me see what else we got, James. James, I think we got some emails in there, didn't we? We do. Yeah, we have uh, We have quite a few today. Uh, good. What do we got there? All right. So Michelle down in Ellington wrote in, I recently left a job and am exploring the options for what I could do with my 401k from that job. I'm told that they'll allow me to leave it there, even though I'm no longer employed there. I could also roll it into a 401k at my new job. Do you have any advice, any insights? Well, number one, your 401k, you don't ever want to roll it into a new 401k because study after study, all these academic studies will tell you, the moment that you can start controlling your own monies for retirement, not only will you be safer, but you're going to make more. It's as simple as that. Because so often with companies with 401k plans, you'll have things like target funds. Well, guess what? All these studies show that they really aren't that good, that good. So you should take your 401k money, your 403b, your 457, your defined benefit plan, your Roth IRA, your pension and profit sharing plan, the SEP if you have your own business, a single employer plan, anything that's deferred. And if you have to, you roll it into a traditional IRA. And if you're young enough and you can wait five years, you put it into a Roth IRA. But the bottom line is that you control your own destiny. By doing that, not only will you not be paying as much in fees, but remember, 401ks charge you, and they don't even have the courtesy of showing you that they charge you in the plan in many cases. They're insidious like a cancer. You control your own destiny. Yet corporate America, that's all they offer you. So you have to take the initiative. You're not sure what to do, come and see us. We've got offices in Sarasota or Tampa or Washington, D.C. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. Good question. What ne you got there, James? Next up is Ben in Treasure Island. He wrote in, I'm in my mid-50s with two kids in college and a wife who's six years younger than I am. How much life insurance should I have at this stage in my life? Well, it depends. People look at protecting their family in different ways. And I would recommend, you've heard this term a long time ago. Years ago, when I started in the business, everyone had traditional insurance. And there's nothing wrong with having that. But the times have changed. And if you have a good 401k or an IRA or any of the, the plans that we just discussed previously, you're better off simply buying good term insurance and investing the difference. But make sure you go to a fiduciary. Make sure you go to someone that is going to get that job done for you. You don't have to be pay, putting monies into into something that's like feeding a dead horse. For, you know, you don't want to be doing that. So get yourself a big term policy and invest the difference properly. Just make sure you can afford what you have. You need insurance when your kids are young, the protection. But once they're gone. It's not like you really need the insurance anymore. That stage of life, it's a little different. It's just you and the missus, and you'd be much better off just doing, getting that big policy now. The premiums are much less, and not worrying about any kind of a cash buildup. That would be my recommendation. One more, James? Yep, one more before we toss it to uh, Stosh. Uh, Leanne in Sarasota Springs wrote in, I have enough cash to pay off my house, but I refinanced two years ago and have a very low interest rate. So I'm not sure how much it benefits me to pay it off, but it's not earning any interest in the bank either. So I guess I might as well pay it off. 
Well, not necessarily. You know, it's OPM, other people's money. If you have a low interest rate, my gosh, keep it. Keep it. You know, rates were at record lows a few years ago, so you got the, the mortgage at the right time. You keep that, and you come up with monies in a different perspective. Um, you know, and then there's certain things you can do. You could possibly take out a home equity line of, of, of credit if you ever needed it. But right now, don't by no means pay it off. You invest that money and, and plan for the future. You know, the they'll biblical saying, you know, be a good steward of God's blessings. You got it. You got the good interest rate. Now let's invest it properly. To do that, you need to go to somebody that's a fiduciary. He's just as concerned about your retirement as you are. That's what we are at Graham Capital Advisors. Come and see us. Website address is GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. That's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. And online, we have Stosh Graham, the Chief Investment Officer, Managing Director of Graham Capital Wealth Management in Washington, D.C. That's GrahamCapitalWealth.com. Good morning to you. Good morning, David. Well, here we are, another week. The holidays done. The dog days of summer are here. It's hot everywhere in the country. Stock market doesn't seem to be so hot right now. It's kind of going through the summer doldrums. So what's going on in the markets now? Well, you know, certainly you've seen a a material development within the monetary outlook for the U.S. economy. Uh, I think when you are looking at the recent jobs data numbers, which came in, the ADP report, which came in a few days ago, came in well and above expectations. Now, to be clear, I think there is a, a high, one should take a look at these data points with a high degree of skepticism. Uh, one, because you saw an uptick in jobless claims. You are, when you look at the people, you look at the industries that are hiring, it's hospitality, leisure, that made up more, just more than 50% of total hires in the ADP jobs report. And we know those types of hires tend to come at the very end of a rate cycle. It would be different if you saw hiring in manufacturing or financial services or, uh, you know, anyone. But when it's really heavy and reliant on leisure and hospitality, those are usually the last jobs to get hired at the end of the cycle, and they're the first ones to get laid off when the recession becomes more apparent and people stop traveling or travel in less numbers to where that demand for labor isn't needed. Um, But again, I think when you look at a host of other metrics when it pertains to the labor market. Again, you talk about jobless claims that are continuing to trend higher. You look at warn notices. We've talked about that before. A warn notice is when a large corporation files with the respective state that they are operating in, and they make a declaration to the state that they're doing a layoff. Uh, And the reason why businesses are incentivized to do this is it saves them money later. Uh, and so they want to – they're financially incentivized to file warn notices. And when you look at warn notices, the time frame is 30 to 60 days. Uh, so if you see a warn notice from a business, they're going to be making layoffs in that respective state in 30 to 60 days. And so when you see a rise in warn notices, uh, which we have throughout this calendar year, especially in the last 120 days – it allows for us to project that you're going to see more layoffs in the near future. 
Right. Well, Stash, right now, U.S. companies, they added more jobs in over a year in June, uh, you know, according to the ADP. And the two-year Treasury yield now has hit its highest since 2007 after that data came out. So how do you interpret that? No, look, I mean, that's the natural reaction. It's not even necessarily just a two-year. And I think when you look at the stock market reaction after the ADP jobs report came out, the market was lower by more than 1% across all three of the major U.S. indices. Uh, but what the reaction wasn't necessarily to the two-year. The reaction was to the 10-year. And the 10-year now pushed through 4% and is now staring at 41 or 4.2% which is the established highs from the last year. And I think a lot of people are keeping an eye on that. Um, look, labor demand, it's softening. But from a relative aspect in terms of supply demand for labor, uh, while demand for labor is softening, it still exceeds supply. And that is the dynamic that I think is very important. When you look at metrics like say, number of vacancies per unemployed worker, uh, which is a key indicator of how tight the labor market is, it fell to 1.6 from 1.8 over the last month, which means it continues to indicate that demand for labor is simply higher than supply. Uh, And again, I think that's important when we try to think about the labor market Uh, over the next couple of quarters is that you have a wide breadth of metrics, both coinciding and leading, which are painting a very mixed picture, uh, and in some cases, a very negative picture. And when we compare that to where we were, say, a year ago this time, everything was green. Everything was looking good. And I think that's where people should have a, a degree of concern. Well, you know, one of the things that people are coming into the office asking about is saying, boy, the price of gas is dropping now. And right now, there seems to be like an oil slump out there. And what's what's your take on the energy markets right now? So you have seen energy prices come down. It's one of the major reasons why you've seen inflation come down month over month every single month so far this year. And just to give the listeners a sneak preview, you're going to see inflation through the month of June. We haven't gotten the final numbers yet, but they're going to be lower uh, than where they were in the month of May. So uh, from a year-over-year change perspective. So again, I think this is very important because when you think about energy holistically, the expectation could be that energy prices move lower, especially if you believe that a global recession, uh, let alone a U.S. recession, but a global recession is, say, in the cards this calendar year. It would be reasonable to expect energy prices to be lower. But then you also have the chances, whether it is in the short run that we avoid a recession and China increases their demand for oil consistent with historical norms, and you see energy prices move higher because you have Saudi Arabia, who's extending oil output cuts, You have the United States, which you have seen rigs, and this is important, starting in about February, you've seen the amount of rigs that are in operation here in the United States fall, and it's been pretty darn consistent. 
so what do you expect in terms of supply from the United States and their energy companies? It's not going to be nearly at the same growth level that we saw, say, a year ago. Uh, and again, I think when you're adjusting to that new world, yes, over the short run, if we have a global recession, energy prices can move lower. But over the next one to three to five years, it's reasonable to expect energy prices would be higher. And whether you're talking about crude oil, you're talking about natural gas, I think the fundamentals indicate that the floor for these respective commodities is going to be higher than what we saw, say, six, seven years ago. Uh, but the chances of spikes higher are consistent to really what we saw out of energy prices uh, a year ago or a little more than a year ago at the onset of the, the Russian war in Ukraine or the invasion of Ukraine. That the industry, because supply demand is very, very tight, because you have countries like Saudi Arabia, large producers like Saudi Arabia pulling back supply at a time when demand is increasing, mind you, uh, that the chances of spikes, one month or two months spikes higher in energy because of some geopolitical event, uh, I think you have to factor that in uh, as a material option uh, or a material that you have to consider when you're weighing out the what you believe to be the average price of, say, oil or natural gas in the coming year. Right. Well, right now, you know, the new jobs data that just came out, it, it's, uh, you know, let's look at it. Look, what's what is it going to be doing to stocks and bonds? Um, you know, U.S. stocks now are looking at the specter of possibly a recession in Europe. Uh, if you put on your futuristic hat to look into the future, where would you say the markets are going to be in, in the, by, by September or October of this year? September, October, goodness, uh, that's such a short-term time frame. I mean, look, markets have moved higher uh, so far this year. Unless you see a real negative surprise from the Federal Reserve, uh, which right now the market, the stock market, has already digested another interest rate hike or two right now. Keep in mind, that's important. Um, you would say higher, but I would say the value is poor. And, and that the difference is, while you could say it would be an odds-on bet that the stock market is higher, again, this kind of goes with you know the the low percentage chance, but it's material enough to include in your models of say a geopolitical event that causes energy prices to increase. There is a low odds chance, but it's material enough that you could see a material market correction. And again, I don't think people want to rehash 2022, but you saw two different instances last year where you saw the market fall more than 20%. Look, it, last year was marked by a lot of things. It wasn't that the stock market just moved down. That wasn't the case. You saw two material down moves lower, and you saw one material move higher in the middle. Uh, with Towards the end, you saw some stabilization in markets through the month of December. But the two larger moves downward uh, uh, engulfed the two moves higher that you saw through the calendar year in 2022. And I think it would be very fair to say where you, where you're looking at, when you're looking at the general landscape of investing right now, and you're putting new capital to work, what sounds like a better value to you? Do you want to invest in the S&P 500, which right now is between 19 and 20 times forward earnings? 
Uh, or do you want to put your capital, and since we were just talking about short-dated bonds, do you want to put your capital into a two-year U.S. Treasury making 1.5 or 5.1% or a two-year U.S. government agency bond yielding 5.6%? So think about that. So what's important about 19 to 20 times, let's just round it up to 20 times because it's easier on the numbers. So the S&P 500 is bordering on 20 times forward-looking earnings for the next 12 months. So what that means is that the S&P 500 cumulatively is trading at 20 times the earnings that it is expected to generate over the next 12 months. So the inverse of 20 times forward-looking earnings is 5%. 5% is the earnings yield, the forward-looking earnings yield of the S&P 500. So for every dollar you put into the S&P 500, you expect that dollar to generate $0.05 cents in earnings. So what sounds like a better relative value? Putting your money in and getting an earnings yield of 5% for the S&P 500, or putting that money to work and buying a two-year U.S. Treasury making 5.1%, or investing in a two-year U.S. government agency bond uh, making 55 to 5.6%. So independent of the latter two generating higher yields, they're obviously the much safer bet, the much safer investment. Right. So the value is certainly skewed towards the short-dated U.S. Treasury and the U.S. government agency bond. Um, and I should mention that you could buy a one-year U.S. Treasury at you know 5.2 to 5.3 percent. Uh, they're they're out there if you're patient. So the better relative value is the risk-free investment, which is the U.S. government agency or the U.S. Treasury, versus taking your chances on the S&P 500 which then you need the earnings multiple for the S&P 500 to expand for you to outpace 5%. And that's just at a, an environment right now where you're seeing bankruptcies increase, where you're seeing the cost of capital increase, when you're seeing bank lending decrease. Uh, it just seems like the better relative values to do the U.S. Treasury, to do the U.S. government agency bond, do high-grade corporate bonds. You could get high – we bought some high-grade corporate bonds, some investment-grade bonds between 5.7 and 6.4% uh, today for one year. Are you, recommend, uh, are, you recommending, are you recommending those bonds to your clients? It depends. It depends on their given risk tolerance and what their objectives are. If you have right. a 30-something client who you know, has a 30-year you know, time frame, you can invest in the market. But – I think the overarching consideration for people who are looking to invest in the stock market is you need to have specific companies or sectors that you want to invest in. I don't think you want to broadly invest in the stock right. market right now. I think that would be a, a pretty pretty poor uh, risk reward or value to do that. Very good. Well, Stosh, as always, we appreciate your sound sage advice. I want you to have a good weekend, and let's just see what happens this summer. It's going to be interesting. The weather, obviously, is going to be having a factor on a lot uh, in the economy itself. Then you have, you know, off the charts, jobs that data. Um, so many different variables out there now. But, but the main, the main thing is with, with monies, 
you've you got to know what you're doing. got to be right. And, and uh, I appreciate the guidance that you give our listeners. You take care. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. Take care, David. See you now. Uh, you're just listening to Stash Graham. He's our Chief Investment Officer, Managing Director of Gramp Capital Wealth Management in Washington, D.C. That's GrampCapitalWealth.com. And he was one of the very few money managers a year ago that really didn't lose any money. Can you say that? Did you lose 10, 15, 20%? If that happens, you got to remake it. You know, you deserve the best. You know, come and see us. Let us schedule an appointment. You get to meet Stosh. Let him help you manage your assets. It's GrahamCapitalAdvisors.com. You really want to be lucky in life? Go help someone. And God's going to smile on you, and you're going to get to be incredibly lucky. We're lucky to be Americans. It's right on our currency. And God, we trust. Good luck. God bless. Take care of each other. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. This program is sponsored by Graham Capital Advisors, LLC. Graham Capital Advisors, LLC is an independent estate planning and insurance agency. Investment advisory services are provided by Graham Capital Wealth Management, LLC, an independent registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Graham Capital Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. The information provided is for educational and informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice and should not be relied on as such. Individuals should consult with a qualified professional for guidance before making any purchasing decisions.